What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show, the 2022 Mazda MX-5 Miata. But before we do any of that, Mike McCarthy had a plea. Let's talk about this. It happened on uh, yesterday, actually. It happened on, on Monday during the Cowboys opening press conference. And it was a relevant comment by Mike McCarthy that should not fly under the radar. Not because McCarthy discussed what happened in the Jaguars' loss, but because he talked about what to expect from the Cowboys' aggressiveness moving forward. And I thought that we could have a conversation about it because it really opens up some doors to some fun conversations that are also worth having. So let's actually get right into it here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And let me know in the chat, and, and we'll get to this question after hearing what Mike McCarthy had to say, whether or not we agree with what McCarthy is saying in the first place and the plea that he's sending Dak Prescott's way. So here is, ladies and gentlemen, what Mike McCarthy had to say about Dak Prescott's interceptions and the plea that he has for him that he's essentially keep firing. Let's listen to it. Oh, I don't know why we're not listening to it, though. All right, let's try again. You know, a, a decision that, you know, you got to just take the sack there or, you know, try to get the ball back in the line of scrimmage, it's third and 10. So, but other than that, I, you know, you know, the, you know, he made a second base throw on the, on a second interception. That, that ball was placed right where it needed to be. So um, that's, but other than that, I thought he played at an extremely high level. And most importantly, most importantly, he needs to, he needs to keep firing. He needs to keep going. So let's make that clear. Uh, so we're not slowing down. Coach, Most importantly, he needs to, he needs to keep firing. He needs to keep going. So let's make that clear. Uh, so we're not slowing down. I even wanted to play it to, to you again so you could hear that. He needs to keep firing because we are not slowing down. Do you agree or disagree with Mike McCarthy's plea for Dak Prescott? And let's let's get it into context here a little bit. Dak leads the NFL in interception percentage in the time that he's been back, but including given week one. He leads the NFL in interception percentage with 3.9% of his plays resulting in a pick. But if we're being real, not, not every interception is created equal. And a lot of Dak's turnovers really don't have a lot to do with you know, having some inaccurate throws. He does have some. Do not get me wrong. He does have some errant throws and some errant decisions that need to be addressed and that you need to clean up. Because otherwise, extremely high performances like the one that Dak had on Sunday, for the most part, go to waste if you have this one or two bad throw per week. But a lot of the interceptions that Dak Prescott has thrown this season have been a result of miscommunication slash poor reads by wide receivers, and we had a whole deep dive 
into middle field read routes earlier this season when Dak failed to connect with CeeDee Lamp in several of them and Lamp failed to maybe read some of them properly and didn't cross the safety space, so on and so on. But there are also some instances like the one that we saw on Sunday where Dak put the ball where it needed to be. And he did so while under pressure, but Noah Brown couldn't come down with it. So McCarthy's message to Prescott is keep firing because we are not slowing down. But also, it is worth worthy of a debate because you also can get into the conversation of, well, the receivers are likely not going to change entirely. So these issues are still going to exist. So do, do you like the Cowboys' message of, of remaining aggressive of... Or, or do, would you like the Cowboys to tone it down? Let's see what you have to say in the chat. And I will give you my answer right after this. Uh, let's see. I absolutely agree, says Gregory. Told you so. Toxic says disagree. Totally agree, says absolute beast. Disagree, says Floyd. Dak needs to grow, to throw less per game. Disagree, says Tracy. Run the football. Disagree, says Adam. Due to Dak, due to Kellen Moore. I want aggressive, says Bruce, but smarter. And throws to the better guys. This is a huge talking point. Thank you to Bruce. Dak has talked about that balance, by the way. And Prescott has actually touched on this for several weeks now. He's been talking about that balance. And he's been talking about, you know, not wanting to slow down. I love aggressive, personally. I love that Mike McCarthy's sending this message Dak Prescott's way. Because you cannot deny what is on tape, and what actually some of the statistics also say. And shout out to John Owning from Pro Football Focus, who did a tremendous job really sending this message across on, on Twitter earlier today, in which he pointed out that Dak is actually still a top 10 quarterback in accuracy, number eight in accuracy plus accurate plus percentage, according to Pro Football Focus and John Owning. Uh, in overall accuracy, he's number nine. And check out this number. Dak is tied for the most interceptions, six of them, on plays that were not deemed turnover-worthy plays. That means that six of Prescott's interceptions were not his fault. And now, I agree with everything that you want to say about PFF's grades. Their stats are legit, though. And this would more or less make sense based on what we've said and studied over the last few weeks. Many of his interceptions are not even his fault. So if they're not the fault of the quarterback, why would you want to significantly tone it down on offense? And I get it. The argument, the number one argument for that would be you will be throwing to mostly the same receivers and they're the guys not getting the separation or, you know, somebody mentioned Kellen Moore in the comments. You could also make the argument that you don't want to, to remain this aggressive because you don't trust that Kellen Moore can get his receivers open or that he can call up the right play at the right time. Those are valid arguments. But if it's because of Dak Prescott, I don't think there's a point there. I don't think that Dak right now is an issue. I actually think it's one of the re biggest reasons why there are playoff hopes and there are Super Bowl aspirations at some point and why they're one of the top three candidates in the NFC to win it all. But I love the Cowboys' mentality of wanting to remain aggressive. I think that the numbers 
clearly back it up. And when I say the numbers, you guys know that we also like to dive into the tape and we actually show some video here on the show from time to time. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow, by the way. I haven't done much of that uh, today or yesterday, but we, we can we can dive into something tomorrow night, I'm sure, have a small segment on it. But my point is, this is not just statistics that we're talking about. This shows up on tape. We had a breakdown of middle field routes earlier. Uh, Noah Brown doesn't, doesn't take any sort of football expertise to know that that pick six was actually on Noah Brown. So what can you do to go about and go about changing things, moving forward? Because once more, I do love McCarthy's comments for Dak. And here's something else that I also like. Here, here's something else that I also like. When McCarthy says that to the reporters, when he says it is very important that Dak Prescott keeps firing because he's playing at a high level, when I heard that, it almost felt to me, and this is just a, a personal interpretation of things maybe, it, it felt to me like he was talking to Dak. It felt to me that McCarthy wasn't even interested in telling the reporters that, but that he was actually telling it to Dak. Not that he cannot go and say that to his face, and he probably already has, but it's it felt like McCarthy believes that so strongly that he was kind of indirectly talking to Dak Prescott in that exchange. And I love that. I love that message of it's very important. Keep firing. Don't lose that confidence because the Cowboys has been turning the ball over over the last few weeks. Be smarter about things. Take the sack. McCarthy mentioned that first interception, which is an absolute bad play from Dak. One of the words that we will see from him this season. And the problem is that there are, there are some other plays throughout the year that are, are right up there, you know, because he's making those bad throws. But most of it has been very high caliber QB play. And because of that reason, yes, I want the Cowboys to keep firing. Even if one of those wide receivers has been inconsistent, because I strongly believe that, Dak Pres uh, that Noah Brown has been inconsistent, and even if we have a lot of complaints about Kellen Moore, the most of them very similar to the complaints that we had in 2021. He has done some good things, also something that we cannot deny because we cannot lose, you know, an objective view one way or the other. But yes, I think that when you have a quarterback that's playing at this caliber, and make no mistake about it, Dak has been playing some good football since he returned. Don't let your frustration about, you know, losing to the Jaguars blind you. Let's not do that here. Dak is playing good football. Yeah, roll the dice, keep firing. Let me see those aggressive throws. Because you have a strong running game. And... When you have a strong running game, you don't need to focus your passing game so much throwing it underneath. So go take those deep shots and find those big plays. McCarthy talked about that as well on his press conference. He mentioned you cannot win without big plays in the NFL. That is something that I strongly agree with. You need those explosives. And for the Cowboys, those are likely to come in the passing game. You're also going to get some with Tony Pollard and, and Ezekiel Elliott pounding that rock. But that is your underneath game. In the passing game, you need to take those deep shots as well. They need to be in the, uh, in the offense. Let's see some of your comments here. Let's see. I say stay aggressive, though, says Big Carl. Absolute says 
Aggressive play opens the opportunities that force the defense to open up and expose them. He's capable of doing it. And I 100% agree with that. Toxic disagrees. Here we go. He says, I'm sorry, Mo. I don't want Dak or any quarterback to keep firing with Kellen Moore at the helm. Remove him with an actual offensive coordinator with an identity. I am game. That's valid. And I, I, I mean, I disagree with it, but it's valid because I can understand definitely the frustrations with Kellen Moore. I have many of them myself, but also I kind of like what he's done with CD Lamp. Kind of like what he's done with him being the number one wide receiver. I think that he's been doing a better job scheming him open. There are some mistakes that you cannot allow. And I don't know if you guys saw the Brian Baldinger breakdown of that Ezekiel Elliott run in which the Cowboys leave a defensive end completely unblocked. And it's not like the defensive end was threatened at all by Dak Prescott in, a, in the read option because you don't do a lot of that. So the Cowboys pretty much left the defensive end unblocked and that resulted in a tackle for loss. That Those are the kind of mistakes that you stare at the screen and you cannot figure out how Kellen Moore could dial that up at that moment of the game. How is that even in the game plan, right? In that kind of situation, out of that formation, with that emotion, with everything. But there is also a lot of good. There is also a lot of good. And I, I actually had a show about this earlier in the season and we talked about scheming him open. We talked about some of the pass protection games that the Cowboys like to run here and there. I think that I, uh, I strongly believe actually that the Cowboys do need to keep that keep firing mentality going and let Dak Prescott, you know, it's going to sound funny considering what happened with Russell Wilson, but let Dak cook in early downs as well. Be more aggressive in early downs. So having said all of that, do you agree or disagree that Noah Brown's job should be up for grabs? Let me know in the chat. Do you think that Noah Brown's job should be up for grabs? Not because of that drop uh, specifically in overtime, but because if we're being real, there's been some inconsistencies there, like strong inconsistencies. And you've got T.Y. Hilton waiting for an opportunity, but also... And I know this isn't exactly Noah Brown's job, but I cannot figure out what's going on with Michael Gallup. Why, why did he have two targets against the Jacksonville Jaguars? That should be unacceptable. And I know he's the isolated receiver. He demands coverage. He can win vertically, all of that. But is he a priority in your game plan? Talking about, you know, those complaints about Kellen Moore. Kellen recently in a press conference said, I need to do a better job scheming Michael Gallup uh, some opportunities. That's exactly the same thing that he said like two months ago. Gallup needs to be more involved in this offense. And I don't think that there is any way you can justify him having two targets in a loss like that. Because, and, and here's something that I like, actually. Lamb has... Lamb has been responsible for 37% of the team's air yards. That is good. That is in the top 10 in the NFL. That's what you want. You want your number one wide receiver to be treated as such. Be treated as a number one wide receiver. He's sixth in the NFL in targets. He's the sixth most targeted wide receiver in the league. That's good too. 
But how can Gallo have two targets, though? I think there's also a balance in there that you need to find. I, I don't like the fact that Gallup, you know, sometimes disappears. And, and I don't mean this in a, in a way to say that Gallup is not playing good football. I think that he's actually playing well. I think that the Cowboys are not getting him those opportunities that they need to be getting him. Invert those roles, right? Uh, give Brown the two targets and give uh, Gallup the rest uh, or, or make him a clear priority on your game plan. Bruce says that he agrees with the Noah Brown comment. Frederick Johnson uh, says no. Gregory says disagree on Noah Brown's job being up for grabs. Absolute beast says disagree. I think that he's finding his footing. Who else here? Who else? Uh, Gallup is in the witness protection program, says Floyd Rand, uh, Floyd Wright. Washington has not done a damn thing either, says Toxic. And yeah, and with, and with Washington, it is kind of a complicated thing because you don't know if it's just the, you know, the rust of just being activated late in the season, or is it really that Washington is just not getting open or things like that? That's something that we should actually study on tape. Uh, maybe I will do that tomorrow morning, by the way. Tolio So says, Gallup is a limited wide receiver, in all honesty. He's a contested catch wide receiver with man lateral quickness. But also, we've seen those very efficient and productive seasons out of Gallup. I think that he, I don't know if he's number one wide receiver material like some of us thought at some point during his career. But I do think that he can do a little bit more than that. I don't think that he's only a contested catch wide receiver. Even when he has played in the slot, which has been rarely, you, you have seen him make some, you know, after the catch damage, even. I would like to see maybe Gallup being moved around a little bit more. And I love Gallup as an isolated wide receiver. But let's see a little bit more looks with Gallup and Lamb together, right? Or, or near each other. And I realize the problem with that. The problem with that is that on the other side, you will not get a lot of respect for Noah Brown. Defenses will not be too concerned about Noah Brown being lined up in the backside. I, I understand that. But I would love to see Gallup get more opportunities. Or if he is only a contested wide receiver, like Toxic says in the chat, hey, might be true. Give him those contested looks because he's not getting many of them either. Give him some more looks as a contested wide receiver. Trust him. We're talking about trusting wide receivers. Trust number 13 as well in that role, in that 50-50 role. Errol says Gallup should be a beast in that slot position. He's very versatile. I will say, though, that I wouldn't want to necessarily give him a lot of slot wide receiver snaps because I want CD in that role. And maybe I like what Gallup does as a wide out, as a wide, wide out. <laughs> but yeah, Junior says that cannot throw past 20 yards. All these passes are to a running back of a screenplay. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. I don't know which is worse, Junior. You put the comment out there. So, you know, that's, that's on you. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. The fact that that is just flat out wrong, first and foremost, or the fact that you think a pass to be running back is necessarily a screenplay. Because the Cowboys are, Dak Prescott is like 
35th in the NFL in drop back percentage. And I know this because I just searched this this morning. He's like 35th in the NFL in drop back percentage for, for screenplays. <laughs> Come on. That's, that's, that's a 2016 kind of storyline that was wrong given in 2016. We can get rid of the dink and dunk back narrative now. It's 2022. <laughs> Toxic says, speaking of screenplays, we haven't ran a good screenplay in years. I don't know if we have ran a screenplay in years, let alone a, a good one. Not gonna not gonna complain too much about that, but I because I do think that would tie a little bit into what we just talked about earlier on the show, which is the Cowboys have a very good way to attack underneath, and that is their running game. I don't know if you need a lot of quick game slash screen game in, in your offense right now. That's why I also want the Cowboys to remain that aggressive in the passing game. Now, final question before we get to one cool thing here. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is aiming to be activated on Saturday versus the Philadelphia Eagles. How, mm, now how, how should I phrase this question, actually? Are your expectations for T.Y. Hilton low, medium, or high? Let me know in the chat what are your expectations looking like for T.Y. Hilton as he is getting ready to be activated for Saturday's game against the Philadelphia Eagles. While you give me your answer, expectations are they low, medium, or high? Let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net, and I will give you mine right after this. Because the ride of the week, ladies and gentlemen, is the 2022 Mazda MX-5 Miata RF Grand Touring. This one has Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, it's got a convertible roof. It's got premium audio system, lane departure, or no, excuse me, rain sensing wipers, keyless entry slash push to start. And it starts at $37,865 with a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes all the way up to 35 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the Freeman Mazda right off the week over at FreemanMazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. And remember, when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Go check it out once more, FreemanMazda.net. What are your expectations looking like for, for T.Y. Hilton? Medium, says Gregory. High for Rita. Let's see. Toxic goes with medium. Garrick puts it in a range. I like this. He says medium low. Nice. Medium says Charlene. High for Earl. Medium says uh, Rhoda Cruz here. Medium, we just only need him to do his job. Medium high says Lucky. I kind of I want to agree with this one here. Medium to high. More medium than high because I don't expect him to be, you know, a guy that changes your offense. Like, if it existed, doesn't exist, obviously. But if it existed, a healthy version of OBJ, that would be my high. I am lower on T.Y. Hilton for obvious reasons. Once more, and I have hypothetical OBJ that is healthy in a hypothetical way. I would say medium with a little bit of high upside in the following sense, 
I think that Hilton has a shot at being your true number three wide receiver when the playoffs start. I wouldn't say that that will be the case on Saturday, but I do think that T.Y. Hilton brings enough to your offense to earn a significant role in the playoffs. Now, I'm not talking about leading the team in targets. I'm not talking about being second in the team in targets. But we had a deeper dive at this conversation when he was signed. I think that he provides two things for the Cowboys offense. He gets open versus zone because he's very, very savvy. You can tell that he's been in the league for a while now. And he will know where to sit in zone. And he also provides some much-needed speed that will stretch defenses vertically and even horizontally because you can get him in the crosser that, you know, he will take for several yards after the catch. I think that T.Y. can be a friendlier wide receiver to the quarterback than Norm Brown is. And I also think that he can be a little bit more consistent than Norm Brown. Now, I know that you open up that pro football reference stat sheet and Hilton has not been the same guy as the guy that had over 1,000 yards per season in his first seven years in the NFL. He also did not have Andrew Locke throwing the ball for him since 2019. It was rather a mix of Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and well, he didn't get to Matt Ryan, but you know what I mean. I cannot go by his yardage total or anything like that. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, before we move on. All right, before we move on, let's get into... Oh, no, I actually had to read more of your comments here. Let's see, let's see. Uh, totally so toxic says, Mo, we have, to, we have got to stop thinking that Stephen Jones' chip additions are going to help this team. Fair and not fair, though. <laughs> What has Carlos Watkins done for this team? What has Jaron Kears done for this team? And there are some other, even Jason Peters, even Jason Peters has been a significant addition for the Cowboys. I'm not saying that I like what Stephen Jones has done as the de facto general manager, whatever you want to call it. But I'm not knocking T.Y. Hilton just because Stephen Jones signed him. Let's see. Wishing that we still had Cedric Wilson. This is toxic. Did you guys see Cedric Wilson channeling his own, his inner Randy Moss on that Saturday night game, which was, in my opinion, the game of the year so far versus the Dolphins? That was versus the Bills. That was absolutely amazing. And then announcer said, Cedric Wilson, and I say, damn it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I did think about it. Uh, I mean, I was like, damn, had to be Cedric Wilson. That guy that I just saw, Moss somebody, Moss a Bills defender nevertheless, had to be Cedric Wilson. Wasn't Jalen Waddle, wasn't Tyreek Hill, had to be said. Love it for him, though. Excited about, about that play. Absolutely loved it. I miss Wilson since Earl. Gilbert says, I mean, I was like, that was a hell of a catch for Wilson. It was. It was. He literally must a guy. You have to love that. And listen. Yeah, Mo, Mo had to be calmed down. Yeah, I, 
you know, you know who had to be calmed down? Toxic Mo. Because <laughs> I was getting toxic. I was saying, like, we had to get rid of Seth. We had to get, oh, we got rid of Amari. And then it just, like, kind of went beyond the wide receiver position. And I was thinking about Lyle Collins as well. But all kidding aside, we, we, we're starting to talk about Amari Cooper again. <laughs> and we're starting to talk about Cedric Wilson again. That is not a coincidence. For a while, we put that those thoughts in the back burner. Now we're like, we had Cooper. As I think it was Clarence Hill who tweeted this out earlier today. Don't let your money get mad. Because that's the reason why you got rid of Amari Cooper. Because you can tell me that maybe the Cowboys were a little bit upset that, it, I don't know. Uh, some people say that it was because he didn't get the vaccine. Because maybe his attitude was not 100% every, uh, every day. Man, you make it work. That's why. That's what I think. Yeah, you don't allow a player to become a you know someone who affects the team, whose personality affects the team. You don't let that happen. But you also need to treat your stars. Star players deserve some star treatment. Let's be real. That's how teams that have stars treat their stars. And I think that losing Amari Cooper was 100% on the Cowboys. Whether it was about the money or whether it was about Amari the person, you, you, you didn't have to get rid of him. And, and I know that we're in December, nobody cares, but also we do care. The moment that we talk about Noah Brown being uh, inconsistent or the moment that uh, Noah Brown had that drop that resulted in a pick six, and we're talking about upgrading the wide receiver position, then it matters. Even if it's December, even if it happened months ago, it matters. And it's frustrating. Anyways. Deep breath. Cedric Wilson made a hell of a catch. Respect to him. Get that back, Cedric. I'm, I'm excited for you. If by any off chance you are watching ADZ Sports Dallas Prime Time. <laughs> 680 says... 100% because he didn't get the shot. Missed two games, both L's, 6681. And listen, I was, <laughs> I am, I, I was and I am pro-vaccine. And I strongly believe that there's a lot of misinformation out there that's led to many people not wanting to get the vaccine. But I respect people that don't want to get the vaccine. However, I don't know. You don't, I don't know if you let go your, your wide receiver, especially when it's not even that huge of a deal football-wise. Not saying that COVID is not a, a big deal anymore, but I'm saying players are not being tested anymore. Players are not losing, missing games because of COVID. You did not have to get rid of Amari Cooper if that was the reason why. <laughs> Anyways, man, they had to get rid of him. Anyways, let's move on here. Let's let's get some good vibes going here on the show once more with the one cool thing of the week. Mo, you're not a petty old man either. <laughs> there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the one cool thing of the week. Let's get into it. Uh, what is your one cool thing of the week? For those of you who are new to the show, this is our feel-good segment in which we share something personal, professional, sports-related, or non-sports-related, whatever you want it to be, what was your one cool thing of the week, or what is your one cool thing of the week? Let us know in the chat. 
Let's see what you guys have to share. It is kind of a feel-good, uh, non-Cowboys, non-football spot. You can also make it a Cowboys thing for sure. I don't know if you can have a one cool thing out of that Jaguars game. Let's 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 get those good vibes going once more. Change his name to Toxic Mark Aaron. Just Toxic. That is his one cool thing of the week. My one cool thing of the week is a very cheesy one. It is holiday season. And since it is holiday season, a lot of good old friends are, are visiting my hometown, getting to, uh, you know, just earlier today, I played one of my best friends on Madden, owned him, of course, owned him 27, I think it was, 27 to zero. We stopped playing because that's our rule. Once you get that fourth touchdown in, you got to stop playing. And if it's without any points from the opponent, at least, uh, shout out to to my good old friend Ricky. That's my one cool thing of the of the week. People are flying home. People are getting home. I got to go to a graduate graduation from one of my best friends as well. Let's see here, Joey Bella. I think it's Joey Bella. My birthday is on Friday. Shout out to Joey and happy birthday. Ooh, toxic times. I hit three years of sobriety yesterday. One day at a time. Let's go. Shout out to Toxic and congratulations on that for sure. One day at a time. Wish you the best. Happy birthday, says Toxic. Yeah, happy birthday, Joey. Ah, Gilbert, this is, man, this is awesome. I'm happy for you. Man, and I even got emotional. Ah, Gilbert says, my wife had brain surgery in October. She had an MRI done this week and everything is healing just right. Man, that's that's awesome, and I know what I, I know what you know. Family health concerns can do, and that that is definitely awesome. Lord, the Cowboys, man, <laughs> man, Mark, <laughs> how come you how come you threw that comment in the chat, man? Man, knowing Michael though, I, I'm sure that he doesn't mind. But that was funny though. Get to spend Christmas with my family, says Bruce. Instead of working, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, shout out to all of you. Shout out to all of you. And uh, thank you for sharing your one cool thing with me. Yeah, that was savage in the YouTube chat. <laughs> all right. Thank you for sharing. As always, awesome segment. I love doing this segment. Always feel free to, to toss your one cool thing of the week on Tuesday nights. We do this every week. Uh, awesome news for Toxic. Awesome news for Full Gilbert. Wishing you the best, of course, moving forward to both of you. Uh, Toxic says, Mo, what is the best Christmas gift you ever got? Man, I don't know about the absolute best, but I actually shared a recent one with you. That is a New Year. I wish I could reach it. I won't be able to reach it, but it is a New York Times book with most, I don't think that it's all of them, but many articles relating to the Dallas Cowboys in it and it starts from 1960 when the AFL was announced I think or when the yeah something like that all the way until I think it's uh, Dak Prescott's rookie season and it's got my name on it like the, the cover it says presented to Mauricio Rodriguez that is an awesome gift got that last Christmas which is probably the, the reason why that was the first thing that I asked for and I don't know what I'm uh Doing a weird, you know, kind of Christmas exchange thing this weekend. And we had to 
share our suggestions as to what we wanted as gifts. Don't not not really a fan of that between you and me. But what I did ask for was some game manual, some offense manuals for the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's the 2021 49ers. And then I think it's the 2017 New England Patriots passing game manual. Just because I, I love that kind of weird sort of books that, that really teach you one thing or two about football. Always fun to read on that. Shout out to Bobby Peters. That is the author of those books that I mentioned. Anyways, my mom got me a youth Emmett Smith year. She still have it to this day. That is amazing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, oh, Earl shared a one cool thing, actually. Went to the game Sunday, looked like a Cowboys home game. Shout out to the many fans who showed up. There you go. Tommy says, only Mo would get so excited over a book. LOL. Love your energy, Mo. Man, I will tell you, I am sort of a bookworm. I, I am sort of a bookworm. I love it. I've been struggling to, to read books lately. Kind of grab one, read, you know, 10 pages of it and don't stick to it. But I'm still reading like 10 pages of each book that I grab every day. It's fun. Uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the show. Do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream. If you enjoy the show, we are live every Sunday through Thursday night. Prime time brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. I will see you tomorrow night headed to actually a sort of a Christmas party with my girlfriend. And hopefully we, we get some fun. We had some fun. Excuse me. We have some fun. Thank you, everybody. Hit the like button and share the show. Bye-bye. <laughs>